Welcome to Vice and Easy, your podcast for all things Miami Vice, with your host, Marina. Hello and welcome back to Vice and Easy with your host, Marina. Now, when I said I was going to be the podcast for all things Miami Vice, I meant it. So this is the first of what I hope to be many specials that are just going to be Vice Tea specials, where we dig a little dirt, get a little deeper, and get some solid gossip on our favorite Miami Vice stars this week. Let's start with our dear friend, Ricardo Tubbs, a.k.a. Philip Michael Thomas, and his foray into the psychic hotline infomercial craze of the 90s. And I want to start this episode with a little bit of foreshadowing. This is a quote from a People article. Thomas also claims to not mind being paid several thousand dollars less than Johnson's nearly $30,000 an episode. Early on, he nearly stormed off the show because of the inequity. But now, quote, I'm at the point where the money doesn't really matter to me, Thomas says. If at this time I'm not worth 50000 a week, it doesn't matter, end quote. And yes, that is still, even though he was being paid less than Don Johnson at the time, still taking home a sizable chunk of change. A little bit of personal background, which we'll get to in a separate episode. I have also one just of his personal life in the works. Philip Michael Thomas raised 11 children. At the time of the People article, three are not biologically his, but other sources have named all 11 And Monica is not included in that list, one of the ones that was mentioned in the article. So therefore, I can deduce from that that he was raising 14 children, not all of them biologically his, at the time, which I do have to respect. That is a huge undertaking. These are the children's names I could find in that People article. Noble, Charisma, Sovereign, Sacred, Image, Image maybe, Sasha, Krishna, India, Gabriel, Cheyenne and Melody. A few of them are on TikTok. So definitely look that up if you want to see some uh, some beautiful genes in action. And so back to his professional life. So in 1994, Philip Michael Thomas signed an agreement with Florida-based Psychic Readers Network, later known as Traffics Incorporated, which will become more evident as the story progresses, to become the spokesperson for the Philip Michael Thomas Psychic Connection. Let's play snippets of his commercials. I'm Philip Michael Thomas, and I'm here to announce an astounding breakthrough. Free sample psychic readings. Maybe you've never had a reading before, or you're just bored and fed up with unfulfilled predictions. Try a free sample reading. So that was part of a standalone commercial. It's going to get a little bit better as I play a clip from his, what seems to be the infomercial. Now, if you're part of a younger generation, there's no shame in not knowing what infomercial is. Basically, back in the day before you could buy stuff online, at 2, 3 in the morning, your favorite channels would switch over to infomercials starring celebrities of yesterday. So you'd have lots of them hawking products, fitness tapes, psychic readings, evangelical gifts, powers, what have you. This is all the stuff. Uh, There's all these TikToks about the love compilation CDs commercial that you could buy at three in the morning. So this was a big market back in the day. And just so you know, Philip Michael Thomas was not the only celebrity to be involved with the Psychic Friends Network. Our girl Dionne Warwick also had her own infomercial. But let's get back to PMT. Call my network today. Ask about love. 
is money, your destiny. Get a free reading, free horoscopes every day. And remember, this is just the beginning. So, in a surprise to nobody in 2022, the Psychic Friends Network was pretty shady. As you heard in the commercials in the infomercial before, they're advertising free psychic readings. The standard of this giveaway or ploy was that it was usually a set amount of time, usually between three to four minutes. So you'd call this 800 number, or if we want to date ourselves a 900 number, you'd be put on hold for a couple minutes. Then by the time a psychic, quote unquote, actually picked up the phone and began to talk to you, you were getting dinged for $3.99, $4.99 a minute. The psychic on the other end of the line, most of the time it appears they were reading a script from testimonials for people that worked for this company and other companies of the sort. And by the time you were done, that free psychic reading that was supposed to last three minutes had ended in a 30-minute phone call. And do the math, $3.99 per minute, you're looking at $120 on your phone bill. So... In the Sun Sentinel article entitled State Trying to Unmask Miss Cleo, quote, consumer complaints have piled up by the hundreds over access resources tactics in collecting on unpaid bills, said Butchner of the Attorney General's office. One of the biggest problems, he said, is that the company pursues people who don't own the phone numbers that were placed to their quote unquote psychics. Quote, when consumers dispute the bill, the phone carrier takes it off, Butchner said. When then happens is the phone company notifies Access that they're not getting paid for that call. What they notify Access of is only a phone number, not a name or an address. Access made a decision out of, I think, greed to go after them. In their zeal to track down someone to bill, Butchner said, they have gone hundreds of the wrong people. And even when they do get the right people, he said, they make threats in the letters that they shouldn't. End quote. And further legal documents state that there was about $1 million of quote-unquote outstanding debts owed to whatever the Psychic Friends Network was named at the time. There's traffics, there's access resources, there's a lot of different names and changes throughout the years. So one other thing I read is that of this $1 billion, they promised to forgive half, $500 million. However, they were still employing pretty aggressive tactics that did not help their case legally. So in a surprise to nobody, they were not only sued by several attorneys general, but also by Philip Michael Thomas himself. And before we get to the lawsuit, let's backtrack a little bit and talk about why Philip Michael Thomas took this on. I couldn't really find any quotes except that, you know, he was a spiritual guy. He had worked on manifesting at the advice of his older brother, Marcus, since he was a child in high school. So he was always a spiritual person. However, and I'm saying this as somebody who loves to go get their tarot cards read and get my palm read and go to psychics. Like, this is a scam. And you are preying usually on elderly people or people that are not as technologically literate that know that this is a scam, that know that they're getting charged $4.99 per minute. So, fellow Michael Thomas, his career 
didn't really have the upward trajectory one might have expected coming out of the biggest television show of the 80s. And I'm not saying that to talk smack. Back in the day, wasn't like it is now. Prestige TV wasn't a thing. If you were a television actor, you would most likely be a television actor for the rest of your career. You didn't go from being a movie star to going on television unless things weren't as lucrative as it is now. To cross over from TV to film was very, very, very hard. Back in the day of just network TV, maybe HBO, maybe Showtime, wasn't like it is now. I'm not trying to be mean, but let's just give you a little overview of what Philip Michael Thomas was doing post Mammy Vice. 1989, False Witness, a TV movie. 1990, Superboy, TV series. 1990, Zorro, the TV series. 1990, A Little Piece of Sunshine, TV movie. 1991, Perry Mason, The Case of the Ruthless Reporter, TV movie. Oh, my mom would have loved that. 1991, Detective Extra Large, taking place, quote unquote, in Miami. It was an Italian series with Bud Spencer. He would also later go on to co-star with Bud Spencer in the television series in 1987, We Are Angels. I cannot pronounce the Italian version of that. So those in between those years, not a lot was happening. So 1992, The Swamp Thing, a TV series. 1993, Miami Shakedown. 1984, River of Stone. 1984, Fortune Hunter TV series. And then between that and We Are Angels, there's a three-year gap with nothing while he is, I guess, representing the Psychic Friends Network. So, and I'm not saying this to belittle his career. Don Johnson also struggled post-Miami Vice and went from being the biggest and most paid television star of the 80s to not having that same success. So it's not a judgment thing. And I think the only reason that Don Johns was really able to save his career was by being his own producer with Nash Bridges. And Philip Michael Thomas might have not had the weight or the connections in Hollywood. Remember that Don Johnson was married to Melanie Griffith, who was the descendant of Tippi Hendren, who was a Hitchcock blonde. So please keep in mind that Don Johnson may have been able to use connections that Philip Michael Thomas himself didn't have. And just a little quick update. Philip Michael Thomas has two credits in pre-production in 2022, Wealthy and Wise as David Anderson, and What Do You Have as Philip. So I look forward to seeing him back on the screen. I think that'd be great. And so, like I said, in between that period, so while he's representing the Psychic Friends Network with the Philip Michael Thomas Psychic Connection or Psychic Network, I've seen multiple ads for them, he ends up being replaced by a playwright born in Los Angeles to American parents. Her name was Yuri Del Harris, and she was born on August 12th, 1962. Can you guess who it is? Let me use the power of the tarot to show you the way. Call me now for your free reading. Ah, yes, the one, the only, late 90s, late night TV staple, Miss Cleo herself. And I'm going to read you a little bit from an article regarding her true identity as she was being subpoenaed while there were multiple lawsuits racked up against access resource slash traffic. 
gossip or scandal, should I say, from Miss Cleo. This is taken from the Sun Sentinel article that I mentioned earlier. Jennifer Vaughn, an investigator for the Attorney General's office, tracked down Miss Cleo, whom she identified as Yuri Harris, a 39-year-old woman living in the West Broward County community of Southwest Ranches. When Vaughn tried to serve the subpoena on Miss Cleo slash Harris, a Broward County Sheriff's deputy showed up, Vaughn said, brought there by a 911 call from the woman. After a brief lecture by the police office about calling 911 and trying to dodge a subpoena, Miss Cleo came down the driveway to the gate and accepted the document, Vaughn said. She was pleasant once she finally came out, the investigator said. She had the accent. It actually sounded more real in person. The attorney for Miss Cleo slash Harris, that is so shady, I love they put that in, William J. Cohn Jr. of Fort Lauderdale, is due in Broward County Circuit Court on Tuesday to try to prevent the state from unmasking his client. She is not expected to appear. Cohn would not acknowledge which of the aliases cited by the state was Miss Cleo's true identity, but he allowed that one of them was correct. Yuri Harris is the name under which she has obtained a Florida identification card. And Vaughn said Miss Cleo responded to being called, quote, Miss Harris. And a little bit more on her backstory as everything kind of seems to be unraveling from the same Sun Sentinel article about Miss Cleo slash Miss Harris. In Seattle in 1996, she debuted Four Women Only, a play she had written under the pseudonym Ray Paris, the Seattle Post Intelligencer reported in 2002. She also acted in the play, starring as a Jamaican woman named Cleo. And while she has claimed that she was a successful playwright and that access resource slash traffics try to suppress that part of her history, let me read you this excerpt from her Wikipedia page. Her last project, Supper Club Cafe in 1997, was not successful. And she, quote, left town with a trail of debts and broken promises, unquote, according to the Seattle Post Intelligencer. Some of the cast of her productions claim that they were never paid and that Harris, quote, told her cast members she had bone cancer, end quote, and, quote, her medical costs would prevent her from paying people immediately, end quote. But she wrote each actor and crew member a letter telling him or her how much money she owed them. So, as we can see, the scamming seats were planted quite early on. That is quite wild. Miss Cleo slash Miss Harris end up dying later at the age of 53 from colon cancer, if I read correctly, not from bone cancer in 1997. And prior to her passing from the Washington Post, Quote, she allegedly didn't stop giving readings. BuzzFeed reported in 2013 that she was still doing one-on-one readings in Florida for $75 to $250 a session, though she called herself a, quote, voodoo priestess instead of a psychic. So, yeah, don't have too much sympathy for this woman. (laughs) So while it was a very large scandal that she, in fact, was not Jamaican and she was not a shaman, but rather a playwright from Seattle by way of Los Angeles, this was when everything started to come crashing down with traffics at the time. And this was in 2002. I'll read a quick excerpt from a CNN story regarding Philip Michael Thomas and his lawsuit against the company formerly known as the Psychic Friends Network. From an article published June 6, 2002, 
Thomas, who played the pastel-clad Detective Ricardo Tubbs on the TV police drama from 1984 to 1989, was awarded $2.3 million by a New York arbitrator who ruled that a psychic network the actor represented in the late 1990s had violated his contract. He feels very used. This decision validates his claims, said Madison McClellan, a lawyer for Thomas. He feels vindicated. Traffics Inc., a communications company specializing in online gambling, has 30 days to pay Thomas $1.48 million for improperly using his name and image on its infomercials and an additional $780,000 in interest. According to McClellan, the arbitration victory clears the way for Thomas to proceed with a civil suit against his former employer, charging fraud and tortious interference. It's kind of a double win for us, noted the lawyer, adding that the civil suit will allow his client to seek punitive damages. The decision by the American Arbitration Association came after eight years of legal wranglings with Traffics, which ran infomercials for a telephone psychic service much like those featuring Miss Cleo's, a supposed soothsayer now being sued for fraud. But the link between Thomas and Miss Cleo is more than subject. Miss Cleo took Thomas's place as a spokesperson for South Florida businessman Larry Feeder's psychic empire. And while it does say that she's being sued in this CNN article from 2002, I couldn't find any evidence through my research that she was ever formally convicted, charged, aside from some legal, she did have legal issues, you know, she was subpoenaed for the lawsuit against Access Resource, but she was never actually formally charged or had any judgments made against her. And going through the rest of Miss Cleo's career, a short stint on the Fuse Network. A voiceover credit that is very interesting because she shares another employer with Philip Michael Thomas. Miss Cleo and Philip Michael Thomas were both voice actors for the video game Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which came out in 2002. That makes me feel incredibly old to say that right now. So if you're familiar with the game, Philip Michael Thomas is the voice of Lance Vance, who is a very prominent character within the series. And he also was a character in um, the Vice City stories, which was the prequel, which was released in 2006. Whereas Miss Cleo was the voice of Auntie Poulet, who was the, quote, voodoo priestess for the Haitian gang in the series. So you would get missions from her when you were doing undercover, you know, missions for the gang so that is also incredibly interesting another thing they have in common which i'm going to make of note because it was on any article but you know how i feel about phil and michael thomas's jamaican accent well he has certainly met his match with miss cleo yeah man everything i read and once again exhibit b who asked you to go out of town the stupid young one or the married one the married one that's what me thought don't go you hear me hmm also, you're paying $3.99 to be told not to go away on vacation with a married man. Anyone could have told you that was a bad idea. <laughs> and so as Miss Cleo came to the end of her career, she did come out as a lesbian in 2006. Like I said, she was still giving quote unquote readings as a 
voodoo priestess in 2013, unfortunately, before her death from colorectal cancer in 2016. And like I mentioned, Philip Michael Thomas has a few credits in the works this year in 2022 in pre-production. And when I went to his website, he also has a vegan cookbook that he worked on with Chef Sandy Moreas. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, which actually looks quite yummy and interesting. You can get that domestically within the United States for $29.95, or you can get it internationally with shipping and handling for $46.95. I will let you know if I end up purchasing his cookbook. I will say his website is very wholesome, lists all of his credits, and I don't mean to diminish him by focusing on this part of his career. He was a working actor, working in music, working with voiceover. Um, So I'm not trying to downplay any of his accomplishments. I just want to give a little bit of a backstory as to why he might have been enticed by the money that this company was offering him. However, that doesn't absolve them from their role. Well, no action was taken against Philip Michael Thomas specifically. And like I mentioned, Miss Cleo Sash Harris was never formally charged or had any judgments made against her. But in the same Sun Sentinel article I mentioned earlier, Assistant Attorney General Dave Ehrenberg said, just because you're a spokesperson doesn't insulate you from liability if you began to take an active role in the marketing that is deceptive. He continues, she's not just a person who was hired to say lines. She is a person who signs their deceptive emails. She's a person who signs their deceptive letters. And she even signs some of their collection letters. Our initial indications are she is not merely an ignorant spokesperson. The last paragraph reads, he quoted an access resource services collection letter signed by Miss Cleo, quote, Taking responsibility for your actions is an important step in your spiritual journey, end quote. That is on a collection letter sent by a psychic call network to people who may have not even called the company themselves. So maybe it was a blessing in disguise for Philip Michael Thomas to have been replaced by Miss Cleo, to have kind of skirted around the controversy that led to the demise of whatever that network is called today, because when I did go to the Psychic Friends Network, the website, (laughs) it is a relic. I will definitely put that, I'll make a little, um, I'll put that on the Instagram where I'll make a gallery to show you some of the photos. And with that, we come to an end of this Vice and Easy special episode, special Vice Tea episode, special cup of Vice Tea. What should I name this? Furthermore, what other topics about other Miami Vice stars do you want to hear about? The only caveat I will tell you is that if it involves criminal charges of a sexual nature, I will not cover it on the podcast. Uh, That's kind of where I draw the line. So, but other stuff, I'm looking into other subjects like the women in Don Johnson's life, his dating history, also looking at the history of the mythology of EGOT, the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony goal that was actually originated by Philip Michael Thomas. So if you have any other suggestions, I will uh, post about it on the gram and I'll ask for your suggestions because this is something I'd like to do kind of, you know, to pepper in with regular episodes to keep, you know, discussing the show and kind of 
finding out things you didn't know before, kind of making it more of an interactive podcast than just recaps. So once again, I look forward to all your suggestions. And again, I'm so happy to research them. And again, please bear with me. I'm still kind of getting a method to my madness and making sure to put all my research in the right spot and not to just read off of script. So again, bear with me. The next one's probably going to be a little bit more streamlined. And again, if you like what I do, please subscribe. Please like, follow, share, five-star reviews, everything vice and easy. I love doing this podcast and I love when you guys love it too. Thank you again for listening. As always. Hey man, Miami Wise is number one new show.